The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff. And we are back for another great episode to talk about the tools and resources that you need to take control of your own career. And today we're going to be talking about a very special group of people that need to take care of their own careers. And that is our graduating students, our our young people, probably up to 28 or so, who still are struggling with finding work, struggling with finding work that will pay a living wage, and struggling to get out of mom and dad's basement. So whether you are a parent of one of those lovely children who's still at home, or you are one of those lovely children themselves, we're going to be talking about strategies for you today. And here to talk about some of those strategies is one of my favorite career experts, Michelle Ricklin, and she is a BA in speech communications theater and English literature, so great background for the work that she does in writing and speaking and helping others do those things. And she has also been in human resources in her background. So, Michelle, we're so excited to have you and your your varied background here to help our students today. Oh, thank, thank you, Marie. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's so great to, to have you and to get your expertise on a very difficult issue. I know that there are so many young people out there looking for work, and the media in some ways kind of reinforces that there aren't any jobs for them. And I don't know if that's the truth. What's your research say about there being jobs for these young people? Well, there there are definitely jobs. Um, the the challenge is is really that the students that are coming out aren't really being prepared or um, getting the right education about how to go out and get them. And and what I find is uh, is kind of interesting when I speak with uh, I, I speak with a lot of the executives that I work with, and then they talk about their their kids and what's happening with them, and um, they'll say, well, my, my kid spends hours and hours searching for jobs, and there are no jobs out there, and it's, it's very frustrating uh, as a career coach uh, to hear that, because the, the truth is, is there are jobs, and, and sometimes it's not a matter of, of it being the job as of yet, 
but there are jobs. It's just a matter of actually going out and, and figuring out how to get one and get your foot in the door. So you're seeing that graduating students just aren't prepared to go out there. What are some of the gaps? What are the things that they don't know? First, first of all, they, they're not... I think I think they're not starting off in the in the right mindset. So when I when I first sit down and I talk with someone, the, the first thing that I say to them is, listen, if you're going into job search mode, you really really need to think of yourself as a product, and it's a, you're a product that needs to be marketed and sold. And once you get into that mindset, then you need to start thinking about all the other things that you would do if you were marketing a product. You want to make sure that you've got the right packaging. You want to make sure that you get it in front of the right consumer. Once it does get in front of the right consumer, you want to make sure that they're intrigued in order to um, inquire more about about who you are. So the first thing that that we do is we take a look at, well, okay, who is the consumer? And, And that's often a question that they have a tough time answering because they're not really sure what they want to do. Um, and so they're, they're just kind of throwing themselves out uh, or throwing their resumes out blindly without really targeting what, what their interest is and where their skill set, uh, skill set fits. So it's kind of like, um, you know, if you're uh, a product like, um, you know, like cured ham and, and, you're, and, you're, and you're targeting yourself to uh, a, a, a whole bunch of vegetarians, well, no, they're not going to call and, and, and say, hey, we're interested in your product because it's not, the right, um, it's not the right audience. So I think it's really important there to, to say, well, let's, who, who are we targeting? Let's figure that out first. Then, Yeah, and students yeah. have a hard time doing that because they don't think they have experience or they're afraid to focus, but really that's the, that's the most important thing is to choose where you're going or maybe a couple different specific things that you're targeting so that you can have some proactive marketing, right? Absolutely, because if they're, like I said, if they're just sending the resume out to anybody, well, they're not necessarily hitting their target. So, of course, they're not getting the phone calls because they're, they're missing the mark. Um, and then we want to make sure they've got the right, the right marketing materials. And, and that becomes an issue as well. Because often when I'll sit down and I'll talk with someone who's just coming out of school, and we sit down and we say, okay, well, let's talk about what you've done over the last four years. Uh, it, it's, it's silence. It's, they don't know. So they, they'll often send out resumes that really are, um, you know, just, just don't have much content on them. Uh, we really want to get them to start thinking in advance before they hit that senior year. Well, what have they done over the, over the last four years that they can showcase? And it doesn't even necessarily have to be uh, something that um, is in the field that they're studying, but it can be all sorts of other things, like if they're involved in an organization, um, uh, every, every fraternity or sorority, if they're involved in, in that type of an organization, they all have charitable, uh, charitable organizations that are attached to them, and they've most likely been involved in some form of fundraising, revenue generation, team building, things along those lines 
that employers might be looking for, and they just need to know how to communicate some of those things that they've done properly so that an employer can say, oh, well, this person does have some kind of experience, even if it isn't necessarily in the field that they're applying for. Uh, and, of course, it, it's great if they, if they can have some really good solid internships. I, and I strongly ad- advise my, uh, my clients that uh, are asking, well, what, what kinds of things can I do to prepare my kids before they graduate? You know, I really strongly advise that, you know, it's great to, to take a job um, over the summer to earn a little bit of money and, and have, have something to play with. But it's really, really important to get a solid internship uh, in, in something that you might potentially go into, into in the future. Yes, well, and to think even about their classes and, you know, the schoolwork has gone so heavy towards the group work ideal that there's all of these projects that they've done during school that they don't even think about detailing that out as a project and how that can add so much value. Exactly. So when we sit down and we and we try and, you know, pull information out of, out of uh, these students to, to get something down on paper... Uh, that that's something that they don't even they don't really connect that the dots. They don't um, realize that yes, they may have worked on let's say a marketing project in in one of their classes, and it may have been them and ten other individuals working on this project, but they contributed to whatever that end result was, and that's an achievement that we can certainly communicate and showcase on a resume. Yeah, and they used skills, and we can get in all those great keywords, whether it's technology that they were using or, you know, they were studying the impact of wind on a windmill or whatever it was that they were doing that's relevant to where they want to go. There's such great content there that most people miss. Right, right. And and that's why it, it's, it's really important uh, that... That the students do seek out assistance because, again, I, I think that there's there is a difficulty connecting the dots just because um, they're, they're, they they just don't they just don't know. So so to have somebody that can help them pull that information out is really important. And yeah. that person is generally not the parent, <laughs> huh? yes. as, as we as, who are parents um, can attest to. <laughs> yes. So we want we you see them making mistakes in terms of being focused in terms of their marketing materials. What other mistakes do you see these these graduating students making? So, so this is an interesting one, and this is uh, definitely a, a very strong personal opinion, at least from from working with the clients that I've worked with. Uh, I, I hear a lot. And this is a combination of, of student and parent. And I hear a lot of the parents that are saying, you know, I think that they should move home, and I think that they need to take a few years to get on their feet. And I, I, I challenge people to do just the opposite. So I look back at, at myself, and I look back at, um, you know, other colleagues of mine, and we talk about our, our, our beginning days and we were so anxious and so excited to get out there into the workforce that if that meant that we were sharing an apartment with a few other people, that we were um, 
working on the weekends in a in a retail job or waiting on tables or bartending or whatever it was that we were doing in order to make ends meet. That's what we were doing. And when, I think that there is um, a much better drive for for this generation when they really do have to be accountable because they have bills to pay. If no one is paying their phone bill or their rent, um, they need to really get driven. And figure out how to make the, the finances work for sure, right? Now, figure figure out, out how to balance that budget. <laughs> and to figure it out. And, I, you know, it's, um, it's, it's really, it's, 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 um, it, it, it's such a, a, a touchy topic because, you know, we want, we want obviously to, to, to give, give those kids the, the best advantage that, that we can. And, of course, we hear in the media, well, there are no jobs, and, and, we, know, and we see them sitting on the computer um, looking for hours on end. But I, I say to that, but are they looking properly? If they're spending all of their time sitting on Indeed, which is a wonderful tool, um, but if that's what they're doing and they're spending several hours a day looking for jobs and that's all that they're doing and they're doing it that way, then, no, they're really not conducting a proactive job search. Um, And we should not have pity on them because they're not even scraping the surface. Now, in fairness, they may really not know how to scrape the, the surface. But um, if, if a student is, is saying, well, you know, there are just no jobs out there, the first thing that we want to ask is, well, how are you going about your job search? And 99% of the time, what I hear back is, well, I spent hours on Indeed. And, well, guess what? You know, Indeed really only has 2 to 3% of the jobs that are out there listed. So what, where's the rest of them? And, and, the, and they don't know. And they don't yeah. know how to go after them. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that, you know, we, we, we kind of get into this vicious cycle of they say there are no jobs. The parents actually see them you know, spending a lot of time, quote, unquote, looking, and they believe it. And then, of course, there's the media saying, well, the, you know, the economy and the jobs are, are X, Y, Z. Um, so then they say, well, you know, what can I do? And, and then everybody just kind of sits back and yeah. doesn't really dive into making this happen. Well, that's, that's definitely true. And we'll come back here in just a few minutes. We're going to take a short commercial break and talk about some of the ways that students and parents can jumpstart that search. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. 
Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Great leaders today have certain capabilities that set them apart. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership, hosted by Kate Ebner, is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these stories and concepts every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking with Michelle Ricklin about Students, graduating students and young people who are stuck in the basement trying to find work. And as we were talking about right before we went to break, that's part of the problem, right, is that they're stuck in the basement looking online at sites like Indeed.com or CareerBuilder or Monster, where really less than 5% of the jobs are. So that is definitely one of the mistakes that our job seekers, young job seekers, but all job seekers tend to make. Any other specific mistakes that you see young job seekers making in their search, Michelle? Um, I, I think that it, it just kind of continues with the, <laughs> the theory of sitting in the basement is that they're just not getting out there, and they're not getting out there and, and getting noticed um, in person and online. So um, in person, I, I, it's very easy when... Um, when you're in job search mode, like I said, to go down and just be sitting on that computer, never to get dressed, to be sitting in your pajamas all day long, um, and not getting in that professional mind frame where you need to get up, get dressed, um, look your best, and go out and meet people. So put on your calendar things that will put you in a venue where you're going to meet other, meet professionals, whether it's a networking event um, or it, you know, it could, it could be career fair or something, something that is, um, that is like that, but put yourself into positions where you, you do need to get up, get dressed and look your best and shake hands and meet people in person. 
Um, then on the online, you do want to start creating um, creating some buzz around who you are and getting yourself top of mind with people that potentially could assist you in your job search. So, of course, if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, that it is an absolute must. Um, it is the number one tool that employers, recruiters, and hiring managers use to both find and vet their candidates. So you want to have a, have a good profile that's written properly, keyword optimized, um, build up those connections, start finding people that potentially can connect you with opportunity, and put yourself out there so that opportunity can find you. So if you're interested in, let's say, a specific area, um, you know, again, like let's say, let's say it's Consumer, consumer brand, uh, consumer branding, and you're you put yourself out there in LinkedIn and you join some groups that are uh, that are related to that. Ask some questions to some of the people that are the experts in that area and start conversation and get your name out there so that uh, you you are top of mind um, when people are potentially looking for somebody like you. Perfect. Yeah, and. Uh, that kind of goes back to the focus point, right? Knowing that where they want to go, but then there's all these other things they can do on, on LinkedIn now in terms of connecting with groups, sharing or listening, asking people questions. And that's great online, but then as you're also saying, find some places to get out and meet people face-to-face, whether that's events or networking events, career fairs, Getting, getting out of the house, I think, is key. Absolutely, and it doesn't even have to be an actual event. What it can be, um, one of the resources I think that a lot of students overlook is if they, go on, if they do go on LinkedIn and they find their alumni, um, an, an alumni group uh, for, their, for their university or college and get involved in some conversations there, and ask people. Well, you know, here I am. I'm a I'm a graduating um, a graduating senior. I have a marketing degree. I'd love to have a conversation with you about how you got started. Could I take you out for a cup of coffee? And have and then having that one on one, where again you have to get up, you get dressed, you get professional, you put on that professional face, you make a connection. Uh, and and you have a conversation with somebody. Take it off of off offline, and so that it's not an email, um, and it's not a post. But hey, let's let's go out, have a cup of coffee. I'm a firm believer that um, things things get get done better um, over a good you know a good salad and a and a um, a good salad or a good meal or a cup of coffee. Definitely. Yeah, getting out there and actually talking to someone and showing someone, I think, especially with that generation gap, showing those boomers or exes that you're able to actually have a coherent conversation. You're not what they picture as that young person that can only talk over social media or whatever it is. Dispelling those myths only happens in person. Right, and I and I think that that's uh, another really excellent point is that the uh, millennials that are that are coming into the workforce right now, they do communicate very differently, um, but often 
people that are in position to help them to get their career jump started, um, maybe a baby boomer or you know maybe a Gen Xer. So they need to understand well how do those people communicate because those people don't um, don't necessarily communicate via text um, and, and email exclusively. You know, we, we, some of us remember those days where, you know, there, there was no texting and understand the importance of, of actually having um, a face-to-face conversation. So it is, it, it, and it's definitely um, a skill in the workforce that companies are looking for. They want to know that people that are coming in can communicate, can look somebody in the eye, can get in front of a group and do a presentation. So just putting yourself forward like that and saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm flesh and blood. I'm really here, and, and I want to shake your hand, and I want to sit down and, and, and have, a, have a cup of coffee, and I want to have a conversation. Um, that goes a long way because it shows that you, you are able to have that interpersonal communication in the workforce um, and that you're not going to be stuck behind a computer screen. Yes, exactly. Or, yeah, afraid to talk to that person in person and and the impact that you can make in person if you look nice and you just in some ways are halfway articulate. I'm always surprised at the reaction I get from people when I go and meet with them and they they kind of go, wow, look at how professional you are. And I just think hmm, there must be a lot of people out there that other people meet that are not impressive for some reason. And I found that it just really doesn't take much. And I think they would probably find the same thing, too, if they get out there and start start doing these networking events or meeting one-on-one with people, as you're suggesting. And, and another thing that that does is it also helps them to better prepare for the interview because still, you know, the majority of interviews are going to be in person and face-to-face at, the, at least before that, that offer is made. So you may make it pretty far along in the interview process, but then if you show up and you, again, you can't look them in the eye and, and, and you don't know how to interact, um, well, that's, that, that, that's probably going to be a deal-breaker at the end of the day. So anyone yeah. who can have practice, just getting getting one-on-one conversation with people that are with other professionals is is really great. Um, definitely, it's a great idea to ask for informational interviews if you can, or or to really do some networking with with people that uh, again there may not be a position that that they have in their company, but. Just love to pick your brain. You know, people love to talk about themselves. So, so, so when you put it out there and say, you know, I'm really when you've done your homework and you put it out there, I've, oh, I'm really impressed. You know, I, I, I see that you went to X school, and I, I've been kind of following your career, and and this is really interesting to me. I'd, I'd love to just sit and have a conversation with you. Can 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 we get together for uh, for lunch or whatever it is? Yeah. Yes, having those intelligent questions prepared and what they what they want to ask for sure so any last words of advice for those parents how can they help their graduates get started on a positive or productive search well i i think the the first thing that they need to do is just understand that while the job market is is tough 
there are jobs. So you really don't want to let them get into that, you know, kind of depression of, of there, there are no jobs out there, and I, you, you really just want to keep them pushing forward. Um, and again, let them understand that um, they, they, they do have responsibilities and accountability. So any, anywhere that you can, you can push, if they're, if they're spending all their time on the boards, get them off the boards, get them out there, get them meeting people, and, and really get them the, assist, the professional assistance that they might need to get their marketing materials in ship-shape order. You don't want their resume and their LinkedIn profile to look just like everybody else that graduated from their class. So find, find somebody that can work with them and, and help to get them branded and um, get their materials really in, in, in top shape. Perfect. And Michelle, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? LinkedIn or via email? Um, either one. I'm a LinkedIn. It's Michelle Ricklin, R-I-K-L-A-N, or Michelle at Ricklin Resources, R-I-K-L-A-N, resources.com. Perfect. Well, Michelle, we appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise with us today. It's such a hard topic, as you said, to deal with the perception of there being no jobs and the reality of how you execute your job search, making a big impact. And then all of the familial interactions that that get twisted up in between there. And as you said, it can be a great a great option to pull in a third party, whether that's the alumni career services from their university, if that's an option or a, a trusted professional, career professional like you and all of my other career thought leaders associates, there are so many options to get someone else involved in helping that student be successful. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Michelle. And if you're li- out there listening and you want to connect with Michelle, it's Michelle with two L's, Michelle Ricklin, R-I-K-L-A-N. And we are so glad that you were here, Michelle. And stay tuned, listeners. We're going to do a little recap of the items that Michelle s- stated so that you can really get those down and start implementing them in your job search, whether you're a student, a parent, or somewhere in between. So we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. 
These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking with Michelle Ricklin about students that are hanging out in the basement or maybe graduated students a few years ago that are hanging out in the basement and having a hard time finding work. And why is that so? What is it that is getting in the way of them finding work? And I think it's important to really debunk the myth that it's because there are no jobs out there or because there are no jobs that pay enough for them to live. I think part of that challenge is that things have have maybe shifted a little bit and maybe it's students, maybe it's parents, maybe it's somewhere in between that we need to get our creative hats on and help these students troubleshoot, help them problem solve. How will they make it on whatever salary it is that they can find, right? It may not mean they can buy a house. It may not mean they can rent by themselves. And I don't know about you, but most of us didn't either, right? When we first started out, maybe you lived in a cheap place with that, you know, wonderful old story of the cinder block table, or maybe you rented a house with five people while you were going through school. And even at your first jobs, was not that uncommon. And I know many students are doing that still today. And a lot of students, I think, are reluctant to do that. And maybe there's some creative solutions that we as career professionals and parents could help them figure out. On the other side of that coin, of course, is the jobs. And that a lot of the issues arise from how they are looking. And it makes sense, right? They're ultra dependent on technology. We all are becoming more and more dependent on technology and think that that's going to solve all of our problems. In the job search, that's just not true. You and I both know that the way that we found jobs in the past was who we knew. And guess what? That hasn't changed. And so if your students are sitting down in the basement, they know no one, which makes it extremely impossible for them to get a job through someone they know. Help them remedy that issue, right? So Michelle talked about some of the mistakes that these young people are making. And just going to review those, give you some thoughts on those so that you can 
write some of them down and start implementing. The first one is packaging. And this is something that every job seeker struggles with unless they've had this perfectly straight career path. Wouldn't that be lovely? But it's really around what skill sets do you have, right? What product are you selling? Are you selling Coke or Diet Coke or Cherry Coke, right? What, how are you going to package your skills to show how you're different? What's your flavor? Now, for students that can be challenging because they may not have work experience, you do have training, you do have some kind of either volunteer or work experience or class experience, and you want to, as much as possible, capitalize on what you do have. And, of course, there's no reason to be overly picky, but you do have the opportunity to focus in on what you want to do, focus in on the things that interest you. Focusing in where you have some passion is never a bad thing. It's going to help motivate you. So if, if you're a parent who's listening to this and you've been pushing your child away from something that they are passionate about, think about how you might be able to help them redirect that passion in a similar direction that is still motivating for them, but towards something that may also have more openings or be available in your area or whatever your concern is. And again, if it may be that they need to talk to someone else who they have more trust in, even though they should trust you, right? More trust in their knowledge of the job market. And sometimes, even with my older clients, they have to figure that out for themselves. So helping them find that happy medium. How can they use that passion, use that motivation? Because when we squash it completely and say that that's not a realistic direction for you to go and you need to do this or that, it's really hard to expect them to be motivated to do all the things that anyone has to do to find a job today. So packaging those skills, what do they want to do? And then who is their audience, right? These are the two basic foundations of any marketing campaign, really understanding what you're selling and who you're selling it to. For your, your student, it's, it's no different. That's their challenge. So getting that clarity is the first thing that they might need assistance with. Again, we talked about the opportunity for them to connect with an alumni career services program or their local workforce center or a professional like the Career Thought Leaders Associates that Michelle and I are both part of. Something to help them get that focus if that's where they're struggling. Once they're struggling, of course, then we move, or once they're done struggling, once they're focused, then we move into the marketing materials. How can they capture the stories of what they've done that in some way relates to what they want to do? That becomes a lot easier when they do have some direction, and they may still need help going through those old syllabuses, what were their projects, papers, what did they do that was relevant to where they want to go? And then, of course, those volunteer experiences, internships, practicums, and or even summer work experiences. How can they work those all in to make something that speaks to their key skills that that future employer is going to be looking for? Be careful when you're working with your, your student and or they are working with a, a professional, that templates usually are trouble. 
templated resumes or formulaic LinkedIn profiles. It's nice and it it makes it seem easy that, oh, I can just plug my information into this format and it's going to make your student look like every other student really not helpful for them. So be careful of that. Help them figure out how to manipulate those things a little bit to be more individual for them to better speak to their selling points and to realize that going too far the other direction, the ultra creative, only works if that makes sense for your audience, right? A, a nice infographic resume is not going to do much if you're applying to more traditional companies or you're applying to companies that use online systems. None of that information is going to be recognized by that by that scanning system. So helping them navigate that process, which should seem so simple, just creating a resume, right? Helping them navigate a, a common ground, a middle ground on that is very important. Not a template, not overly creative, something that really communicates their specific stories that relate to the position in a fairly easy to read, easy to skim professional way. Now the applicant tracking system is, of course, is a whole nother issue. And we've, we've talked about that before on the show, so I won't go into that. But realizing that that's all part of the game, knowing what they're aiming for, creating those marketing materials. And then maybe on the other side of, of that same coin in terms of creating your materials and working worrying about applicant tracking systems is that get out of the house, right? Being in front of the computer and applying to online positions all day long is not going to get you a job. Only about 5% of people get hired by doing that. And you have about a 5% chance or less of getting hired by applying that way. So that is not the answer. Our, our love for technology can really hurt us there, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, or Indeed, Career Builder, Monster, whatever it is, if it's online, it has a very low chance of getting you anywhere. Now, what you want to use those online pieces for is tools, right? Research tools. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter can be great research tools. Finding organizations, finding people at those organizations, looking at what's going on in the industry, and they can start your networking. They can start building a relationship there. And sooner or later, they're going to want to meet with people in person. They're going to want to show people their faces, make that impression, make an impact, make a lasting relationship where someone might actually be interested in helping them move forward, right? That's, that's their goal when meeting someone in person is to actually build some kind of a relationship where that person would have some kind of mutual benefit in helping them achieve their goals as your as your student might help them in some way as well. So getting out of the house and and helping them to realize that that's part of the job search. Again, maybe better done by someone else than a parent, 
and you can have a definite hand in in those things by creating whatever problem-solving mechanism you want with your student in terms of how much you'll pay for based on how much they're paying for or how much you'll pay for based on how much time they spend at, at other events, right? Come up with some kind of creative agreement with them that gets them out of the house and job searching in a different way. So that proactive search, right? Really talking with your student about how are they looking for work and what might they do differently and maybe sharing with them your stories of how you found your work or connecting them with people who can tell them their stories of how they found work so that they start to understand how the process works, right? They've never done it before. Expecting them to to somehow learn it by osmosis, right? Colleges don't teach that. They don't teach how to find a job. And so there's a, a learning curve here that everyone's going through and understanding that and addressing that can be important for your job search success. Well, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about networking and what students can do to improve their networking and a few other tools that they can use to help build that brand, right? If they're gonna write a resume or write a LinkedIn profile and they don't know what to say about themselves, what are some other tools that they can use to build that brand? So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, our world is faced with complex challenges that present massive potential risks. Conflict, misunderstanding, misalignment of organizations and their leadership, lost productivity, wasted time, and wasted resources resulting from limiting perspectives, distraction, and hardline positions are damaging our today and our future. The monetary cost of such failures is in the billions. Stop wasting time. Make a shift. Engage with host David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, Thursdays at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. 
Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about how to job search or how to help your student job search for those young people who are out of school or about to get out of school and struggling with finding work, finding meaningful work, finding work that will pay the bills. So we were talking with Michelle Ricklin, and again, if you want to connect with her, that was Michelle Ricklin, R-I-K-L-I-N. She offered some great tips in terms of how students can be better prepared for the search in terms of packaging themselves, thinking about themselves as a product, knowing who their consumers are, really keying in on marketing materials that address both of those issues, and then getting out from behind the computer. So let's talk a little bit more about that. How do you get out from behind the computer? First thing I would do is start with things that are of interest to the student. Going to a networking event or a a prescribed networking event can be overwhelming, intimidating for someone who's never done it before. So start with those things that are comfortable or more comfortable for them. A photography group, a running group, a whatever it might be that is maybe more along the lines of their interests where there might be more people their age and it's something healthy, right? That I wouldn't stay away, help them steer away from things that are going to be overly engaging, <laughs> you know, um, too many online gaming groups or whatever those things might be, but things that get them out interacting with people in person. You can find a lot of those groups or they can find some of those groups on meetup.com. Maybe there are other things that, that they're using to find out what's going on, but get them out and start doing those things, meeting new people, not just hanging out with their friends. Maybe they can bring a few friends with them to some of these new groups. Go to some alumni events, right? What's What is their alumni doing? And you'd be surprised just because you may not live where your student went to school. It's still possible that your school is doing some kind of alumni event even within the community where you live. For instance, I graduated from Colorado State they have alumni chapters all over the nation and and those groups get together and hold events. Of course, they might connect with alumni online or they might find another area of, of networking group would be some kind of industry group. Check out your local business journal. Check out the groups that might interest them whether it's a green green energy type of group or an oil and gas type of group. Are they having conferences? Are they having local meetings? Do you have a local marketing, American Marketing Association chapter? What are those things that, that they want to get involved with and how can they search out and start getting involved with those events locally? They're there. They're there. So... How can you help your student find them and connect with them? Again, it may be something that it's great for them to to take a friend with. Maybe it's something that you go to with them and you guys pretend that you're not parent and child. Uh, Maybe it's something that you send them with one of your 
colleagues or someone that you know who's going to be going. Just finding ways to get them connected either to things that are of interest to them, alumni groups, then we've talked about industry kind of groups, and the last thing would be more general networking. Is your chamber of commerce doing anything? Do they have events? Again, does your business journal hold some kind of general economic updates or events about what's going on in the local business area? Get them out there and start having these opportunities to be a professional, interact with other professionals, and see what's going on in their business community or their desired business community. Last thing, and Michelle talked about this a little bit, is that one-on-one meetings. So any kind of event that your student might go to, the purpose of going to that event is to meet a few people that they might want to get to know more, that they might want to have a one-on-one meeting with. Meeting someone at a big event like that really doesn't help very much, right? It's just one business card that you collected among many, and you really don't remember the people. It's just, it doesn't do much good. But when you can help them understand then or, again, connect them with someone who can help them understand how to transition that into a coffee meeting. Hey, we met at this event, and I looked on your LinkedIn profile. You have a very interesting career trajectory. I'd love to hear more about how you got to where you are. This is not about a job, right? It is not about a job, which is confusing, but it's not. It's, as Michelle said, it's about them. People love to talk about themselves. People shut down as soon as you start asking them about jobs. Ask them about themselves. Ask them about their company. It's a conversation. And I prefer to completely rid this industry of the term informational interview because I think it confuses people. They only hear the word interview and they put up the barriers. So, you, yes, that's the concept. Don't feel like you have to use that term. It's that you want to understand how they got where they are. You want to learn more about the company. You want to learn more about the industry. I call it career research. You're having a career research conversation or a networking conversation. It's really just to build a relationship, learn more about that person, and have the opportunity in a little way a a little way, this is not the focus, have the opportunity in a little way to share something about themselves. But if they're not comfortable doing that, that's perfectly okay as well. They might have one or two tiny sentences prepared that they are ready to say about themselves and what they're looking for. And the rest of it is them focusing on asking questions. Very low risk for your student and ends up being very low risk for the person they're talking to because your student is not asking them for something, anything more than advice, information, and their story. And it can be a very strong position for a student to come from because it makes sense that a student would want to meet with me and learn more about what I do, learn more about where I got, how I got here makes complete sense for everyone. So take advantage of that. 
help your student take advantage of that. And really, I guess the bottom line is get out from behind the computer, get out from off the couch, find time, make time to do something else in your job search that can proactively make something happen for you. Just like it has been forever, you will find work through who you know, so best get out there and start making some more relationships and enforcing the ones you already have so that that can happen and create some opportunities for you, for your student. So you're always welcome to connect with me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. The group that I mentioned that Michelle and I are both part of is careerthoughtleaders.com. Find a list there of career professionals across the nation and even in Europe that can help you if you decide that it's time to get your students some help with the search. And of course, always check out the alumni career services at your alumni group at their university and or your local workforce center. And we'll be right back here next week on the Career Confidant with another great guest. So feel free to check back in next week for more great information from the Career Confidant. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.